Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to Any Questions, a podcast all about conception, fertility, infertility, and hopefully one day pregnancy, childbirth, raising kids, all that good stuff. Today's episode is all about how to support someone going through infertility. So this was inspired by a listener who uh, left me a suggestion for this episode, and I'm going to read um, part of her message. So she just filled out, I have a Google Doc or a Google Form link in all of my show notes. If you ever have an episode suggestion, some feedback, uh, kind criticism, a compliment, um, something you just want to share about your own journey, you're always welcome to fill out that Google Form. Um, you can be completely anonymous. You don't have to give me your name, and I'm never going to, you know, if you don't want me to read your message out loud, that's totally fine. You can also leave me a voice note if you prefer Um, to chat instead of type. That works too. That link is also in the show notes. I love hearing from you. Um, I can see, you know, the numbers, the analytics on my side, but it's so cool anytime I get actual like human (laughs) feedback from a person. So this is from a listener who is in Denmark. So super cool that I have listeners in Denmark. Hi. Um, And she said she just found out that a close friend of hers is struggling with infertility. So she has a three-month-old baby um, and recently learned that her friend uh, has been trying to have a baby for over a year and is going to start fertility treatment soon. And she says, I feel almost ashamed because we got pregnant after only one week of trying after our wedding, and we potentially could have had babies at the same age right now. So, oh, that's, that's a hard one, right? Um, she said, our friends seem very interested in our baby and want to be involved. Um, but it feels like anytime we share, it might be hard for them. So what can I do to be considerate of their situation and show our support? Uh, so first of all, thank you so much, uh, listener for, for writing in and sharing this with me. I think this is a really interesting perspective. Obviously, you know, if you're a long time listener here, you know, that here I am, what, 64 episodes deep. Um, I am on my own, uh, fertility journey. And I think at this point, because my partner and I have been trying for 18 months now, we are uh, classified in the infertility category. So that's something that I personally am dealing with. And I haven't had, um, an opportunity really to think about it from the other side. Like what's it like for someone who, you know, is pregnant or does have a baby to have friends in their life who are dealing with infertility and what can they do to, uh, you know, show support and be sensitive to their situation. So first of all, you know, thank you for this great topic. And secondly, that's so awesome that you want to do this. That's very, very kind. Um, already shows what an awesome friend you are, that you want to be so supportive and so considerate of their situation, you know, you could just go about your life, you know, same as normal, but it's it's really, um, really indicative of what a great friend you are, that you are wanting to be, you know, extra sensitive to them. So the first thing I will say is, you know, that line where you say, I feel almost ashamed, like that part kind of struck me because I hope I can speak on behalf of every anyone who's dealing with infertility. Um, we don't need anyone out there to feel ashamed or guilty or any, you know, feel bad, anything like that. That's awesome that you got pregnant right away. I am happy for you. I don't begrudge you your good luck. Um, and I certainly don't wish infertility on anyone. This isn't one of those situations where, um, you know, misery loves company. It's not that I don't want, <laughs> not that I would want to be like the only person dealing with infertility. Cause then it'd be like, what's wrong with this one girl. <laughs> but I, I would want more people to be able to get pregnant easily 
or grow their families easily than than fewer. So there is there's truly no reason to feel ashamed or guilty or bad or sad or anything like that about your own um, pregnancy, fertility journey, the fact that you have a baby. And I know it's really hard to think about things like, oh, you know, we could have been pregnant at the same time. Our kids could be, you know, the same age right now. I promise you, your friend is already thinking about that and they don't really need like your emotional impact of that on top, right? Like they are already, trust me, trust me. I know your friend has already done the math and has thought about what it would have been like if they got pregnant right away when they started trying or, you know, six months ago, two months ago, two weeks ago, they have done all that math. They have looked at the timelines. They know how old their kid would be or how far along they'd be in their pregnancy. And that's hard enough that they're dealing with their own sort of, um, I guess, crushed (laughs) hopes and expectations. And they really don't need like one more person to be like, oh, isn't that sad? It's like, yeah, I know. I'm already sad about that. So (laughs) thank you for being, you know, supportive and wanting to be so sensitive to their situation, but truly no need for the guilt no need to feel ashamed, no need to, um, you know, put any, I'm going to call it pity because I can't really think of another word for it because, you know, sympathy and empathy and all that is wonderful. Um, but we don't need to verge into that pity territory, right? You don't need those sad eyes of like, oh, how sad. Did you think about how sad this is? It's like, yes, we get it. It's sad. <laughs> um, but I think this is a great topic. So I have a couple categories here of things that you can do if you have someone in your life who is uh, dealing with infertility, sort of some ways that you can, like this listener says, how you can be considerate of their situation, how you can be sensitive towards them, how you can support them. Um, So I hope this is helpful to anybody listening. First, I'm going to start with some don'ts. I have four don'ts that I've come up with. So first of all, I've already covered it, but don't apologize for how you got pregnant or the fact that you have a baby. It's uh, not necessary. Nobody is begrudging you the fact that you got pregnant or that you have a baby. It's also not very helpful. Like try to think of what that conversation would be like, like, oh, I'm just so sorry. It was so easy for us. It's like, it's okay. They're there. Like that's, you know, that's a weird situation, right? Like it's... (laughs) it's not something you need to to feel. It's an unnecessary emotion. And it's certainly not something you need to share with your friends of, you know, apologizing for your own good luck. It just puts them in a weird situation where they then have to comfort you. So no need for it. Don't do it. Uh, The second don't is don't brag about, you know, how easy it was for you. Don't make jokes. If you're listening to this podcast, if you have this thought of, you know, how do I support my friends who are dealing with this? How do I be more sensitive? Um, Obviously, you don't want to be making these kind of jokes because at this point, you know better. So things like, oh, my God, we just like slipped and got pregnant. Like, who would have thought right away? Like, that's, you know, all fun and good, good jokes. But, you know, you know, how serious this is, you know, how difficult it is for some people to get pregnant. So there's really no need to um, make those kind of jokes or, you know, be, I call it bragging, but truly, right? There's no need to brag about how easy it was for you. It's just, okay, great. Like sometimes, you know, some things are easier for some people than they are for others, but that's in this case, because it's such a sensitive topic. And again, if you're listening to this, you have people in your life who are dealing with infertility. Um, I would be very careful about any sort of uh, bragging or jokes about um, how easy it was for you to get pregnant. The third don't is don't make light of infertility. Again, this goes hand in hand with like, don't make jokes, don't make light of it, right? If you're listening to this, again, you know how serious it is. You know that infertility affects a lot of couples. Um, Just hearing, you know, my story, if you're a listener of this podcast, but then obviously people who are going through so much more, um, so many more medications and procedures and health 
issues, not to mention, you know, financial issues. If they have to grow their family through IVF or surrogacy or adoption or fostering, things like that, there's so much that goes into infertility and it is certainly not something to uh, make light of or dismiss. So no, um, no offhand comments, nothing about like, oh, you're lucky you don't have a kid there. You know, they keep me up all night. It's like, ouch, you know what a gut punch that would be to somebody who has been trying to have a baby for years and is willing to drop tens of thousands of dollars to make it happen. Like, that's not to say that you you can't complain. Of course, you know, you, you don't have to be a saint. You don't have to sit there and never talk about your life and your reality and what's going on. But please don't um, make light of infertility and pretend like you understand it and compare your situations. Like none of that is helpful if you haven't been in that person's shoes. And the last don't I have on this list is don't share that person's story. So if someone in your life has come to you and disclosed that they are dealing with uh, fertility problems, that they are, you know, being classified as in, in, I guess no one's really saying infertile anymore, but if they're dealing with infertility, um, that's not your story to share. So please don't, you know, spread it around the playground or <laughs> discuss it at, you know, the next family uh, meal or anything like that. So very simple don'ts. Don't apologize for how you got pregnant. Don't brag or make jokes about how you got pregnant. Don't dismiss or make light of infertility. And don't share someone else's story because it's not yours to share. So next I wanna talk about knowing your place and knowing your audience. So I think it's a great sign that your friend, you know, trusts you and wants to share this journey with you and is close to you if they're coming to you and sharing this information. Hey, we've been trying to have a baby for a long time. You know, we're dealing with some infertility. Here's what's happening. Here's, you know, what our next steps are. The fact that they are coming and sharing that with you is is a huge thing, right? Because as I've talked about in many past episodes, um, trying to conceive this whole fertility process is often kept very secret, very under wraps, and sometimes for good reason, right? It's a private thing between a couple or between a person and their healthcare team. It's not something you have to share with the world, but it can also feel very isolating. So a lot of people do choose to share that information with, you know, a couple of close friends or family members or something like that. So the fact that this person has chosen you to share that with is huge. So I think that's a good sign that they, you know, they trust you to, to hold this information and to be a good person for them. Also understand that, you know, just because this one person has come to you and told you that they're struggling with infertility doesn't mean that's the only, that is the only person in your life who is struggling with infertility. Odds are, if you are somebody of, you know, childbearing age, you're kind of what, 20, 20 to 40. <laughs> if you're a person who's 20 to 40 listening to this podcast, which is most of you, um, and, and obviously, you know, stretch that for, for wherever you are in your life, I don't know, 18 to, to 50. Um, odds are there are other people in your life who are also trying to conceive and just based on the math that we know, odds are some of those people are struggling. So you probably just don't know, but there's, I would guess there's, you know, at least one person who follows you on Instagram or on TikTok or Twitter or Facebook or Pinterest or LinkedIn or wherever, someone in your friend group, someone in your family who is struggling with infertility, but is not sharing that journey. So think about, you know, how can you be considerate of that person too? It's one thing to be considerate of the person who says to you, to your face directly, hi, I am struggling with infertility. Obviously, you don't want to be a jerk to them, but what can you do to sort of be considerate of other people? So I want to give a bit of an example here. I want to talk about social media for a moment. Uh, I'm going a bit off script, so apologies if this comes up again later. But I want to talk about social media because I see a lot of friends of mine who are moms who post, you know, 
all day, every day, it's mostly about their baby. I would say 99% of their posts are about their baby. And I get it because, you know, 99% of my posts are my dog or where I've gone on vacation or a book I've read. Like that's literally it. And if I'm on vacation, I'm posting all the time. And if I'm not on vacation, I'm really not posting. So if you were someone who, you know, was really envious of the fact that I get to travel, you would probably not want to follow me for a little while. That would be annoying. Um, so I've, I've totally lost it here. Okay. So the mom's posting about their kids. So for me personally, you know, being a person who is struggling to have a kid, I don't mind that my friends who are moms or, or dads or parents are posting about their children. That doesn't bother me. I get it. That's a really big part of their life. Their kids are adorable. That's kind of the whole point of social media. However, I would you know, have some negative feelings if they started posting things that were like, only job that matters is being a mom or like best thing in the world is being a mom. Everything else in my life sucked before this or, you know, basically things that sort of dismiss where I am in my life, right? Like there's a way to post your life and post how much you love being a parent and how much you love your kid without hurting other people. Um, one thing I've seen is, you know, on uh, Mother's Day or Father's Day, a lot of people will post, of course, you know, tributes to their parents, to their spouses, um, to their own children, their own babies, posting photos of, of their kids. And for some people, myself included, who are struggling on a fertility journey, those are rough days to be on social media. Honestly, this last uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day, I was not on social media at all because I was just like, I really am not in a place to be able to sit here and look at all of these moms and their babies. But I did notice a couple people, you know, in addition to doing the post of, oh my God, I'm so excited. It's my first Mother's Day. Like, oh, look at my cute baby. Look at these gifts I got. Look at my baby again. Also posted things, you know, um, dedicating this day to people who aren't able to be moms yet. Like, I see you. I hear you. I know how difficult this is. And I think a lot of the time, it's people who have struggled with infertility themselves. They kind of know how difficult this holiday can be. And I think just like just little things like that, right? Like just like leaving room for other people to have their own experiences and not making light of them. And again, I'm not saying your social media needs to serve all people all the time, but just like a little mention of like, hey, I know this is a hard holiday for for some people. Um, so sending love out there you know, happy, happy day to all of you, something like that. Or, you know, shout out to the moms who wish they were celebrating this year. I don't know, something, right? Um, little things like that, I think can make a really big difference and can kind of be that little sign to people in your life who are struggling. They're like, oh, wow, you know, this person gets it. They're being considerate. So that's just a little extra bonus. <laughs> all right. My next section here is um, every person or every couple who is dealing with infertility or challenges in how they grow their family is different. So, the advice that I'm going to give in this podcast might not apply. Everyone wants, you know, different things and they also want different things at different times. So I might say, yes, you know, I'm totally happy to look at thousands of pictures of your baby one day and a week later, you know, I might've gotten some bad news or I might just be in a difficult part of my own journey, my own cycle and not be able to look at baby pictures. So I think it's really about checking in with that person. If someone in your life trusts you enough to come to you and say, hey, I'm struggling with infertility, you know, here's what's happening with me, that's somebody who really trusts you. 
um, that's somebody who is is close to you and is willing to open up to you. So I think, you know, trust them in return, right? Trust them that they're going to be able to honestly tell you how they're feeling. So I think the first thing I would say, you know, if someone came to me with that story is, well, I'd say, same girl. <laughs> Not actually, because everyone's different, situation is different. Um, but if I was someone who did have a baby and, and was hearing from a friend uh, that they're dealing with infertility, I would first of all thank them so much for trusting me with this, because I know it's it's a big deal to share something like this. Um, and I would ask them what they need. I would say, what can I do for you? You know, how can I support you? Um, is, is there something I can do or change? Do you want me to check in? Do you want me to not check in? Do you want me to wait until you say something? Do you want me to ask questions? You know, what are you comfortable with? Do you want to come to, you know, X, Y, Z event? Do you not want to come? You know, just really checking in with them, asking questions. And it, again, it's going to change, right? Sometimes they might be really open to baby-related, pregnancy-related things. Sometimes they might not. Sometimes they might want to talk about infertility. Sometimes they might not. Um, so it's really just, it's going to depend on the person and it's going to depend on how they're feeling, where they're at in their journey. So tune in to the individual person in your life who is trusting you with this and trust that they know how they're feeling and hopefully that you have a close enough relationship or, or let them know that, you know, I'm, you know, we're in a good place. You can be honest with me. If you want me to talk about this, let me know. If you want me to shut up, let me know. (laughs) On the topic of shutting up. (laughs) Uh, my big advice for people who, you know, are, are trying to support others who are dealing with infertility is to give them outs. So this isn't a situation where, oh my God, my friend told me that they are having trouble having a baby. So I can't talk to them about babies anymore and I can't invite them over and I can't show them any photos of my baby and we just have to stop interacting and I should stop talking to them and I give them space. No, no, no. Still invite that person to be a part of your life. Like there's nothing you know, that you need, you don't need to make any drastic changes to your relationship, but give them an out. I think this would be super, super kind and understanding and a really supportive uh, thing that you can do to these people. So, you know, instead of launching into a long story about your baby, or instead of showing off the latest 30 photos you took of your baby, just check in and be like, hey, are you in a good place for me to share this story about my baby? Or or do you want me to save it for later? Or like, hey, did you want to look at some of these photos? No worries if you don't want to just giving them that out, giving them that option. And don't make it awkward. Don't make it like, like, did you want to see these baby pictures? Or I guess you don't have to like, you know, don't put any judgment on it. Just make it very chill, very like, hey, I got some photos. Do you want to check them out now? Or, or we could do it tomorrow or next week, you know, give them that space, give them that out. And you can even let them know, hey, you know, I understand your situation is, is different than mine. I know you're on this fertility journey, and it's been really challenging. So I'm happy if you need to say no to certain things, not a problem. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Even if they might hurt your feelings, you know, you can deal with that later, but giving them that out, letting them know that like, you don't have to be 100% invested in my life and my baby and my pregnancy and all that. I get that you're going through a lot. Understand that your friend might not always be available for you. They might not always be emotionally there for you. And I know you're dealing with a lot too, right? You have your own life, you have your baby, you have new parenthood, whatever you're dealing with. But unfortunately, your friend who is going through fertility struggles might not always be able to be there for you. So please give them grace. Know that obviously they want to be, um, but they can't always. And it might be weird timing. It might be something that you're like, oh, this doesn't seem like it would be a big deal, but it actually is a big deal. And you don't know why, right? Like you just might not be privy to all of that information. So like I was talking about with social media, totally fine. You want to post pictures of your baby all day, all night, not a problem, but 
give your friend an out. Don't be mad if they unfollow you or if they mute you or if they, you know, you're like, oh, you haven't responded. I've sent you like 45 different TikToks or 45 different memes on Instagram or whatever. Like, why haven't you responded? Like, maybe they can't be on social media right now because that's like not a healthy place for their headspace, right? Um, things like baby showers, like that can be really triggering, right? Like don't force your friend to come to a baby shower, uh, inviting them to, you know, a play date or a baptism or bar mitzvah or whatever it is, right? Just under, just give your friend an out, always give them an out, know that they love you and they support you and they still want to be your friend and a big part of your life. But because of this up and down wild journey they're on, they might not always be in the best headspace, the best emotional space, even the best physical space, right? Depending on what their journey entails. They might not be able to always 100% be there for you. And that's okay. We're giving them grace, just like I'm sure they're giving you grace because you probably also have had to decline some invites or say no to things or not be on your phone as much because you're a busy parent, right? So it's just giving each other grace, giving them outs. You also want to give your friend a safe space to talk about infertility. So the fact that they came to you and told you that this is something they're struggling with is, you know, a sign that they're close to you, that they want to open up. So if they want to share, big if, give them the space to, you know, and that can be like, this can be a very direct thing of like, wow, thank you so much for telling me that, you know, I'm, I'm honored that you're sharing that with me. Do you want to talk about it some more? Like, I'm happy to be the person that you talk about that with if you want to always if you want to. So, you know, maybe they do. Maybe they want to pour something out. Maybe they don't. That's totally fine. And that can be something that happens, you know, right then in the moment. Maybe they come back to you a week later, a month later, whatever it is, and say, hey, yeah, you know, I'm ready to talk. You can keep that door open. You can say to them, like, hey, anytime you want to talk about this, I'm here. Or, you know, maybe not anytime, right? Like, give me, text me with a heads up. But like, I'm here for you if you want to chat. Um, you can ask some sort of gentle questions if, if you get the sense that they want to keep talking, but also let them know, Hey, if you want to stop sharing at any time, if this is getting too personal, if you're just not ready to talk about it, no problem. Ask if they want you to follow up. You can say like, you know, maybe they share for a few minutes and they're done and you go, you know, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. Do you want me to follow up with you? You mentioned you have a doctor's appointment next week. Do you want me to follow up or should I just wait to hear from you? You know, leave that ball in their court, but just giving them that place to talk about it, I think can be really helpful because again, for a lot of people who are dealing with infertility, there is so much that's kept private and having that safe space to talk about it can be really nice. And you don't have to pretend to be able to relate to them. You don't have to go, oh yeah, I know what that's like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that's so hard. You don't have to do that. And you don't need to relate it to your own experience, you know, like, oh, you think you're tired now without that medication. Just wait until you have a newborn. Nope, don't need that. <laughs> Nobody needs that. You can simply just validate their feelings, right? It's active listening, asking, you know, questions without prying, just questions to sort of keep them going if they want to talk, letting them know they can stop anytime, um, validating their emotions, things like, oh, wow, yeah, oh, that sounds so tough. Wow, sorry you're dealing with that. Oof, that's a lot. Um, things like that can be encouraging. And of course, you know your friend best, you know how to chat with them, the sort of conversations that the two of you usually have. Um, but I think having that option to, to be a sounding board for them can be really nice. And that might be why they opened up to you in the first place. The next section I've got here is to discuss things outside of fertility, both your fertility and their fertility. <laughs> because honestly, sometimes it's just nice to talk about other things. I have a girlfriend who at the time of recording is heavily, heavily pregnant. And we've been doing a lot more like FaceTime catch ups. We usually are like texting people. We, we would not FaceTime all that often, but we've been FaceTiming a lot more, you know, since she's been pregnant. And yes, the majority of that conversation is about her pregnancy, about, you know, plans for the baby and Right now, I love it. 
I love knowing, learning about uh, what's going on with her. Sometimes it is hard and I do have to take those breaks and, you know, check in with myself. Um, She's also, she is that sounding board for me. She asks questions, but she doesn't push, she doesn't pry. So I'm able to share kind of what I'm going through too. Um, And she's done, it's like she's listened to this episode. (laughs) She's done a great job of not minimizing what I'm going through, still sharing, you know, her own struggles, but never trying to compare our situations, which is just... Oh, chef's kiss, the perfect approach. Um, But sometimes on our calls, you know, we'll talk about the Hunger Games movie coming out later this year or our dogs or uh, husbands or the latest season of Survivor, you know, things like that. We just talk about these mundane, silly things. And it's nice. It's nice to catch up, you know, with my best friend about things that have nothing to do with our uteruses for for a moment. It's very nice. Um, For the person who is dealing with infertility, it can be really nice to have that distraction, to have something to talk about, or maybe, you know, you're bonding over, you go out to see a movie, or you take a pottery class, or you play volleyball together, or you go get your nails done, you know, whatever it is, it's nice to have that distraction, that time outside of whatever their TTC journey looks like. Um, And also to remind them that life is like more than just trying to have a baby, because I know for myself, sometimes it can feel very all consuming, like every part of my day is like medication and tracking temperature and taking tests and remembering things and writing things down and looking things up. And it's kind of nice to be like, ah, yes, there's so much more to life. (laughs) There's lots else going on. And there are people I love and activities I enjoy that have nothing to do with my ability to have a baby. That's very nice. And I'm thinking also it's a bonus. It's like a nice thing for you too, right? Because, you know, if you are a new parent, um, I'm sure a lot of your identity right now is wrapped up in your baby and being a parent. So it might be a nice break for you to also have this opportunity to chat with your friend about something that isn't a baby (laughs) to, to remember your old hobbies and, you know, things you love. So I think that's a really great thing to do to connect with, with your friend. The last section I've got here is just on sort of showing up and offering support. So this would sort of be like the next level. So at this point, we've covered, you know, you're, you're being kind of just, I guess, a more considerate person, you know, you're knowing your audience, you're, you're not making jokes, you're not making light of infertility, you are understanding that your friend is going to need different things at different times, you're giving them outs so that they're not always, you know, forced to interact with you on baby and parenting things, you're giving them a safe space to talk about infertility, you're doing things that aren't just related to fertility when you're together. And now this would be like that next step if they need or want your support in this way. So this would be, you know, hopefully a situation where they're able to tell you like, hey, I would love your support with XYZ, or maybe their family or their partner reaches out to you and says, hey, it'd be really awesome if you could help us with XYZ. Again, this will depend on what the situation is, you know, what kind of infertility they're dealing with, and then obviously your own capacity. So it could be something, you know, if you have a friend who is going through, um, I don't know, choosing a sperm donor, maybe they want your opinion on that, or maybe they would love for you to accompany them to an appointment. Um, maybe they've just gotten some bad news and they need a shoulder to cry on, someone to eat ice cream with. Maybe they're doing like injections and I don't know, you're available or your experience, maybe you're a nurse or something and you're able to come over and help with that. Um, Even if you're not, you know, physically able to be there, you don't have the time, you're not living in the same area, something as simple as like 
sending, um, you know, an Uber Eats gift card in the mail. I think you can email them even sending a Starbucks gift card. I know you can send those by email, a care package, a letter, something like that. Just like a sweet way to let them know that you're thinking of them, you're offering your support, I think is really nice. Another way that you can sort of show up for your friend and, and support them is just educating yourself. Honestly, if you were someone who didn't struggle with infertility at all, um, and you know, this is your first baby and things kind of worked out <laughs> pretty well for you, that's again, awesome, good for you. No one's begrudging you that, but it might help to do a little research. Like if your friend says, hey, you know, I got diagnosed with PCOS and I'm on XYZ medication and I'm looking at these procedures, like what are those things? Do a quick Google, find out what they're talking about. You don't need to be Dr. Google. You don't have to tell them, you know, what's going on, put together a book report or anything, but just having that background, I think is really, really helpful. All right, so that is pretty much all I've got for this episode. One thing I did want to mention before I go, I was struck again by uh, what the listener said. They said, our friends seem very interested in our baby and want to be involved in his life, but I feel like, you know, every time we share about parenthood, it might be hard for them. Again, you know, that's so nice of you to be that sensitive to their situation, to want to be, you know, supportive and considerate of them. But I do think this is a situation where, you know, obviously people are dealing with things under the surface and, you know, we, we do hard things, right? We put up with hard things. We don't always complain about it. But I do think this is a situation where you want to give your friend some credit. You want to trust your friend, especially if you have created this environment where, you know, like I talked about, you're, you're not bragging, you're not making jokes, you're being really, you know, kind and considerate in the things that you're saying you're giving them a lot of outs you're telling them like hey it's cool if you don't want to come to this hey it's no problem if you need to unfollow me on social media um, if we need to take time away if you're talking about things that aren't just your baby 24 7 or aren't just their fertility problems if you're asking them questions if you're checking in with them if you're doing all these things then i would say trust your friend if your friend is saying yeah, I want to be involved. I want to be a part of your life. I want to hang out with you and your kid. I'm happy to be here. Trust them. You don't need to treat them with kid gloves. You don't need to give them those pity eyes. You certainly don't need to think that you know best what they need. Um, trust them that they are an adult and that they are making decisions that they're comfortable with and that they are checking in on their own emotions. I know for me, you know, my best friend, I've shared this in past episodes. I think I did a whole episode on it. Um, my best friend is pregnant. And I love being involved in, you know, as much of it as possible. I love the updates from her. I love chatting with her. I love hearing about what's happening. And to me, it's almost, you know, of course, there is that part of me that, that wishes I was pregnant too, and that we were going through this together. Yes, yes. And, you know, her thing is very separate from my thing. And I can still be very excited for her and want to be a big part of it and, you know, shop for baby clothes and talk to her about different, uh, you know, things that are happening at the hospital or at her appointments and things like that. So for me, it would be really weird if she just, you know, stopped talking to me and, and didn't include me in anything because she was scared I might feel bad about it. I would much rather she just be open with me and, you know, let me feel my feels when I want to, but also like give me the choice to still be involved. So if your friends are saying, you know, we're happy to still be in part of your life. We we love this. We enjoy spending time with you and your kid. Just trust them. Be there for them. Understand that those feelings might change. But at the end of the day, you know, your friend is, is still your friend. They're still a, a, you know, human adult person who is in charge of their own actions and emotions and, and trust that they know themselves best. So I hope this episode was helpful. It was actually really helpful for me to think of it from the other side, because usually I'm talking as the person who is dealing with infertility. So it was really helpful for me to think of it as, you know, the person on the outside of that. How do they support? Um, if you have any suggestions, um, you know, if you are someone who is dealing with infertility or if you have friends or family who are going through this and you did something 
that you feel was really supportive. Or again, if you're on the other side, if you've received some really great support, I'd love to hear about it. I'll put a question in the show notes. I believe it's through Spotify that you could answer, um, you know, just responding to different suggestions, different tips for how to help somebody with infertility, how to support them, how to be considerate of their situation. And then of course, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, I would absolutely love to hear them. Just click the link in the show notes and you can let me know. Thanks so much. And you'll hear from me in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.